everybody. It's Anne. And I'm Rebecca. And welcome to the Moderately Prepared Podcast. The podcast that is pro-First Amendment and anti-cancel culture. And what else are we? We're not for censorship either. I got to get my that line down better. Eventually <laughs> I will. Someday. Someday. Years from now. In another galaxy it's far, fine. far away. Yeah, I know. It'll all work. It'll all work. But welcome to the podcast. Today is Sunday, March 14. And hopefully everybody turned their clocks ahead one hour last night before going to bed because it is daylight savings time. I did not do that, but I only have one clock that doesn't do it automatically. Yeah, your cell phone does it automatically and your computer does it automatically, but we've got several clocks around the house that I have to go and manually change. Yeah. But I do like daylight savings time because it means the days are longer. Right, right. Though many people don't like it. Well, I just think that we should choose a time and just stick with it. Well, a lot of people are in that camp. In fact, I think there is some federal legislation to do just that so that we're just kind of on one time yeah, all the time, I think. Yeah, I, and, and there's a growing support for that. I agree with that. That's what I think we should do. Well, interestingly, you know, daylight savings time started, I think, in the early 1900s as a way to conserve energy. Hmm. So by making the daylight hours longer than the assumption was that less electricity would be used. Okay. So I, you know, yeah, perhaps that time is, is it needs to change. Plus, you know what? I feel like I have jet lagged the first two or three days of daylight savings time. I love the longer days, but I mean, I really do. I, I kind of wake up thinking what happened? You know? Yeah. You know, I, read something probably on the internet, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it was about Native Americans that said only a white man can cut off one end of a blanket and sew it to the other end and think they've got a longer blanket. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? On paper, it looked great. Right. It looked like a really good plan. Yeah. The actual execution of the plan, maybe not so much, but in theory, it sounded brilliant, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So welcome to Daylight Savings. We have a, I think we have a pretty good show. What have we got, Rebecca? uh... (laughs) (laughs) And once again, welcome to the Moderately Prepared Podcast. (laughs) And we're your hosts, Anne and Rebecca, and we don't know what the hell is going on. (laughs) What are we talking about this week? Well, I know what we're talking about. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. We're going to talk about the the big interview with Oprah and the the royals, Prince Harry, and I don't think she's a princess, but um, is she a princess? Uh, what's her name? Megan. Well, I know she's a duchess. I think she is a princess. I think they're the Duke and Duchess of something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, they just yeah they had a big. I don't know. I'll have to look up my Burke's peerage. It doesn't matter. But they had a big tell all with Oprah. And we talked about it last week about how it was coming up. And mm-hmm. I actually did watch it. Did you watch it? Oh, eventually. And this gave rise to our new segment called Trash Item of the Week. We may not do a trash item, but I'm kind of almost embarrassed to talk about it. And yet everybody is. So we have to. Everybody is talking about it. So you did watch it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now those are, that's, t- that's, what was that, an hour and a half, two hours of my life I'll never get back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I watched it when it uh, premiered. And so I guess the big question is, do you believe Megan? Do you believe her? Did you believe her? I I did. I did believe her. I thought I thought she was sincere. Mm-hmm. I believed what she was saying. I didn't think any of it was out of the realm of possibility. 
And, and I guess I just had no reason not to believe her. So yeah, so I, I, I got, I took what she said at face value and, and I thought it was interesting. Now, do I really care that much? Not really. There was a thing going around that said, cancel the monarchy. And (laughs) it's like, we already did that 200 years ago. So (laughs) yeah. And that's always going around. That's kind of, you know, Quebec voting every 10 years to secede from Canada. Yeah. You know, I think that both of them, Harry and Meghan, probably sincerely believe what they said. Yeah. I would also offer, since we're semi-taking this seriously, I also think that there's a level of tone deafness, if that's a correct way to put it. We hear the word privilege a lot right now, mm-hmm. and I get a little tired of the word privilege because I think it's being overused. But if there was a definition of privilege... <laughs> They I do would. believe we saw it. You know, maybe in their minds, they really believe that they've been put upon or shunned or, or damaged or hurt and whatever that is. And again, I am not at all criticizing what she said about herself regarding her emotional state. Oh, I know. But in a general sense, I, I think that um, when you look at the world and you look at society and you look at how much you have, I mean, we're constantly telling our, ourselves in our private life how fortunate and blessed we are, how little in reality we have to to complain about. And neither of our mothers gave us a $15 million endowment <laughs> or $10 million endowment. Yeah. And, and we're not crying about that. We're not crying about that. So I think to some degree, the, the tone, their tone was completely tone deaf. Mm-hmm. I really do. Though I will say that they probably believe what they said. And count your blessings for crying out loud. I guess that's what I would say to them. Count your blessings. And what was your point in doing this interview anyway? What greater good is going to be served as a result of this? Yeah, I don't know. I wondered that myself. And I just wondered, is it because they want a better image so they can monetize themselves? You know, that's a little bit cynical, but you probably, I think that's... It's probably, there's probably some truth in that. You know, they're they're branding. Yep. I hope I run into them one of these days in California. You might. You might, because you know what? They're just regular people. (laughs) You know, they were talking about their security, and that was one of the big things, is they had to pay for their own security. And and so Mm -hmm. I was reading a little bit about that. Like, what exactly does this security entail? And it's a lot. It's like, before they go anything, they have a team go first, and check it out and, you know, secure the scene before mm-hmm. they can go to it. And yeah. doing that sort of thing 24-7, that would get quite expensive. Man, not a life I would want, I'll tell you that. No, and and I really mean this sincerely. Unfortunately, if you're in the public eye like that, whether you're part of a royal family, you're a celebrity, a sports star, um, whatever it might be, if you've got a level of notoriety for any reason, there are people that sadly, tragically are attracted to who you are and may want to do you harm. And and unfortunately, security becomes a a reality for for many of these people because they have to protect themselves and more importantly, their families. Well, and I mean, look what just happened with Lady Gaga's dog walker. I know, exactly. You know, it's insane, but it does happen. Yeah. And then I read something about Jennifer Gardner. She used to be married to yeah Ben Affleck. And mm-hmm. she was saying that she doesn't have any family pictures because her kids are traumatized by cameras. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. You, Every time you they go, go out, out with your mom or dad, it's 
the cameras are going off in your face. Yeah, pandemonium and, and people mm-hmm. are screaming at you and look over mm-hmm. here and screaming questions and stuff. And we all at some point say, oh, I wish I was a prince or a king or queen. Or But the reality of it is, I think Harry has learned, it's it's not all that. <laughs> well, you, you know? do sacrifice a lot of your your privacy and just being able to be a regular person, a regular Joe or Jane to that life. You know, the difference with him, though, he was born into it. Yeah. And some people seek it out. But nevertheless, I'm not sure anybody thinks at the beginning of it, oh, I'm not going to be able to take pictures of my kids in the backyard playing on the trampoline. And I think most people just want to be pretty regular. Mm-hmm. And I and I think if you seek out a life that, that puts you in the public eye, whatever that vehicle is, I'm not sure how many people, and I wouldn't have done it either, think 10 or 15 years into the future. Right. You know, about privacy issues and about if you have children, how that may impact them or how your relationships with your family and friends may be impacted because of your notoriety, especially if it's if you're somebody that is exceedingly famous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely a double-edged sword. Yeah, exactly. So after that interview, there has been a bunch of memes with Oprah. Have you seen those? Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah. And so they're just different expressions that Oprah had during the interview. They made a meme out of it. And it's funny. Sure. Well, I just read where there's this group, and I'm not sure who the group is, but they're saying that white people shouldn't shouldn't forward those memes or make the memes or have anything to do with the memes because it's mm-hmm. digital blackface. I'm supposed to respond to that, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You know, I, I think that, again, read the room. You know, a meme is supposed to be, typically, many memes are, are meant to be satirical or funny or amusing in some form or fashion. Some of them might even be used as commentary. If mm-hmm. you are anyone of note from the sporting world, political world, entertainment, music, whatever it is, you have to expect that you're going to be the subject of humor and satire. Yeah. And Oprah Winfrey is a, she's a grown woman. She knows this. And I guess I have to very respectfully disagree with that assertion. If you're in the public eye, you're going to become a meme. Well, look at Bernie Sanders during um, President Biden's inaugural yeah, ceremonies his, and address. Yeah, with his sitting mittens. over there like a grumpy old man in the corner with his mittens. Yeah, I mean everybody posted I mean, about that for, for two weeks. Yeah, that was the meme of the of the moment, and it was. Could somebody say that that was anti-Semitic? Right, I suppose so. Yeah, but the- we live in a free society. Yeah. And you know what? I think as long as they're funny and they're not meant to degrade somebody, then then they're absolutely fine. We use memes every day. Yeah. You can't cancel everything and not everything is evil. And humor is an integral part of our society as well. Humor is something that brings us together. It's something that helps us heal. It's something that helps us cope. And some of the memes that I have seen, like the one with Oprah and uh, the Biden's dog, the biter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about that when you bit that person? Do you regret it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, 
<laughs> I got to go back to Delaware now. I have got to, I got to get some remediation. I mean, it's funny and you have to, I don't know. I, I'm getting pretty frustrated with that kind of stuff. Humor is important and our First Amendment is absolutely precious. We're going to cancel ourselves into oblivion if we're not careful. Yeah, exactly. So I think people just need to lighten up and take a joke. So speaking of, I think so too. I agree. Speaking of vice president, or no, he's not vice anymore. <laughs> that was a slip. Speaking <laughs> of uh, <laughs> Oops. Uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Joe Biden, you brought yes. it up earlier. So apparently he brought his dogs to the White House and one of them mm-hmm. took a chunk out of somebody. Yeah, I don't know if they took a chunk, but they did they did bite somebody. I think it's his younger dog who was I think Major, the younger German Shepherd, and Champ is the older German Shepherd. But I believe it was their younger dog who's a rescue was startled by somebody and bit them. As I understand it, the skin wasn't broken. There's no, you know, significant damage. What's that? At least somebody in that family has some teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, for his troubles... He's being sent back to Delaware along with his buddy because they're a bonded pair. Yeah. They're going back. My guess is he's going to get a little bit of training and socialization so that he can come back to the White House and be a friendlier <laughs> member of the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I've been bit by my dog, Bo. Because well, I was going to say, both um, a rescue as well. So I think I think this dog is a rescue too. Yeah. And in his prime, Bo would. Oh, that's God! I mean, Bo he really like a year ago. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's, it's because did. there are certain church members that come to your house and knock on your door, and and one of them came to the house, and Bo wanted to eat them, and <laughs> yeah. I tried yeah. to prevent him from eating them, and so he took a chunk out of my hand instead. But you know what? He's got a lot better since then because we've we. Because we had the remodel, we've had a ton of people in and out of our house, uh, construction workers and such. And I think he's gotten way, way better, don't you? He has. And he, he is a rescue. And he always had kind of a, he's always had a fear-based sort of personality. And his response has been to respond with aggression. But he's always been a fear-based dog. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about the word rescue when it, cause this is one of my pet peeves when it comes to animals that we adopt, you know, and people say, mm-hmm. Oh, he's a rescue. So yeah. Mike, I always want to say, Oh, did you rappel down a cliff and save him? <laughs> <laughs> or did you just, or did you go to the pound and pay some money and walk out with him? I mean, how exactly did this rescue take place? <laughs> you know, I see, we're going to get into the semantics now. <laughs> Well, and was he, was he in the ocean and you swam out there and you rescued him. Oh my God. Because, you know, he was I, in a I raging river. Him. Yeah. That makes it sound like I've done something really heroic and put my life at risk when in reality, I probably walked into PetSmart and said, I'll take that and picked one. him out. Yeah. <laughs> From the pound. You know, yeah. So I, I just, you know, when people say rescue, I, I always just think, uh huh. Although Boat really was a rescue dog, though we did not repel down a cliff face to get him. He and his litter mates were found in a very bad situation by one of the local sheriff's deputies at that time, Animal Control. And that was kind of a bad that so was he a bad him. thing. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, so he And then we got him from the vet. Right. So, so but we, he was, he was he's a we rescue. I mean, he him. 
we adopted. He came from a very traumatic situation. So that's why I always say he's a rescue because that was a bad deal that they were found in. Bad bad circumstance under a trailer. I, I'd say you're right in the sense that we didn't go to the, the pound to go adopt a mutt. You know, we, we didn't do that. But well, even then we, you're going to adopt him. You're not, you're not, you know. It's not a rescue. Yeah, yeah. You're not repelling down the cliff to rescue this animal. You're, you're going to the, you're going to the pound and you're adopting a new life mate. And that's awesome. And that's something that it, you know, is commendable and everything, but you didn't rescue him. You, you, so are you, you saying that the, the Biden's dog, the, the biter, unless he and Mrs. Biden repelled down a cliff face, they did not rescue that dog? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think a reporter needs to ask Jen Psaki that question. Right. Is he really a rescue or is he just poorly behaved? Well, I'm sure she'd have a brilliant answer for that. I, I'm sure I'm sure it would be stunning and we wouldn't need to circle back around either. <laughs> you know, that expression has almost been ruined for me because of that. <laughs> I use that all the time. And now when I want to use it, I think, oh, I can't use that anymore. We don't use that in, in my circle of workers. We they, they say, are there any go backs? I like that. I'm going to have to adopt that. Yeah. Are there any go backs? Which is. Are we circling back around right. on anything? Are we circling around? <laughs> I yeah. like that. Go backs. Are there go any backs? Go backs? So right. for all of you out there who have been challenged by this, you know, the you've had a, a long habit of saying, I'll circle back around with you. But now the phrase has become somewhat distasteful because it's talk about a meme that's crazy. Yeah. I mean a, a verbal meme. Go back. Now you can say, Are there any go backs? Yeah. And, and I'm going to challenge the people who keep saying that their dog or their cat has been rescued when in reality you adopted it. You, you went in and you, you act, which is awesome, but you know, I'm sorry. You did not jump off the cliff into the ocean to rescue <laughs> your dog. Into, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, a riptide to get that kitten. Exactly. I thought the meme discussion was going to be controversial. And yet, what is the hot button topic for this podcast? It's, did I actually rescue my pet? Or did I just go to the pound and get a pet? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, one is heroic, and the other is every day, you know, and the something that people who have pets, that's what we do. We go and we adopt a pet. So we'd like to hear about your rescue slash adoption stories. (laughs) Email us at moderately prepared, all one word, moderately prepared at outlook.com or post your story, your rescue slash adoption story on our Facebook page. Yeah. Now moderately prepared on Facebook. If you have a neighbor who is like abusing their dog and you break into their backyard in the middle of the night and (laughs) rescue this puppy from the pouring down rain, Okay, then you have a rescue, you know? The puppy that was chained to a tree? Yes, the puppy that was chained to a tree. In this hypothetical, in this hypothetical scenario? Yes. Mm-hmm. That we so a probably, hypothetical neighbor, you know, hypothetical dirtbag neighbor that... And a hypothetical tree. Yeah, that had this hypothetical yeah. puppy on it, chained to a, a hypothetical, hypothetical chain. Yeah. Now, if you broke into their backyard when there was an, a hypothetical bigger dog that could take a chunk out of you and hypothetically rescue a puppy, then yeah, okay. That's, that's, you, you know, you rescued that puppy. But other than that, if you walked into the pound and signed some papers, I, I you know, I just don't see it. But anyway, tell, tell us what you think. 
And also in a driving rainstorm. Right. A hypothetical driving rainstorm. Yes. Where, where the puppy yeah. was crying, crying, crying. So crying, I crying. guess that's really a scenario where you're actually posing the question, are you not? If there was a neighbor who had a tree and a chain and a small puppy attached to said chain wrapped around said tree, where the weather was the following, a driving rainstorm in winter, so it's cold, mm-hmm. and that puppy was potentially crying because it had <laughs> no food or water. Right. I guess the, it would be, what would you do? Would you, would you rescue that puppy? Yeah. Would, would you rescue would, that puppy? Would, would you trespass, potentially do some things to rescue the puppy? You know, I, I, and I'm just going to say I would. <laughs> I would say that I would like to think that I would, but I would never admit to doing something like that. Right. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ever. Yeah. Ever admit to it. But if even that ever was a situation. If it were 15 years hence, I wouldn't admit to it. Yeah. If, but if that was a situation I came across. Yeah. You know, I, I would want to. But you're right. You know, nobody really knows until they're in that position. Yeah. And that's a rescue scenario. Right. That's total rescue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like, you know, rappelling down a cliff face. Right. Or diving into the ocean. Right. Yeah. Or, or I guess, lifting a gutter grate and going down into the gutter to rescue right. a little kitten or puppy or something. Yeah. yeah. Or even yeah. like- What would you do? Even rescuing a kitten in the middle of a freeway. You know, I'd say, okay, yeah, that qualifies as a rescue. You know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. if there's paperwork involved and <laughs> you <know>? a fee, <laughs> a fee, yeah, I'm just saying it's not. But anyway, <laughs> I had no idea we were going to do the deep dive on this. Well, you know, it just popped in my head. That was totally organic, wasn't it? Yep. Yes. Yes. Hey, um, St. Patrick's Day is coming up this Wednesday. Yeah. You going to do anything? No. My days of green beer and shots are over. <laughs> <laughs> They were fun while they lasted. No, I, I'm not going to. I mean, it's, it'll, you know, Saint, I mean, that to me, St. Patrick's Day has always been a bar day. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're out with your friends in a crowded, packed bar drinking really crappy, cheap beer. Yeah. But and then you pay for it the next day. Yeah. I actually. But no, I'm not going to do that this year. No. <laughs> I uh, actually did not do that. I did. I've never had a green beer, but I'm not a beer person either. St. Patty's never been a big day, as far as I'm concerned. Like, never been a big concern for me. Although I do like to have the corned beef and cabbage, and I, I know you do. And frankly, I didn't realize how close St. Patty's Day is because I went shopping mm-hmm. today and I didn't buy corned beef and cabbage because I I didn't realize that it was this Wednesday. You might not be there Wednesday. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. You might be on a work trip. so I know. I know. I've got a big travel thing hanging over my head for work, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not. So Right. So St. Patrick's Day is kind of taking a back seat. I have to say, New Orleans, traditionally, they won't be able to do it this year, I don't think. One of the best St. Patrick's Day parades ever. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually in Ireland once for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's right. You were. Yeah. Did anything was... No, because it's an American holiday. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, you know, because y- you wouldn't think that. And when it was brought up that about corned beef and cabbage, they're like, yeah, we don't eat that. 
that's right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, we like to we like to take something and sort of mix it up in a blender, don't we? Yeah. And yeah. make it seem authentic. Yeah, and then it's it's the it's American. So, you know. Yeah, but I did get to see like clog dancing or something on on St. Patrick's Day. And in fact, so because I was on a tour and the the event that night was to go to this bar and there's going to be clog dancing and stuff. And they actually mm-hmm. did serve, you had a choice of salmon or corned beef and cabbage. And I said to the tour guide, I said, I thought you guys didn't eat corned beef and cabbage. And she said, oh, we don't. This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> the tourists. Yeah. yeah. She said the tourists like it. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Hey, you want to hear some breaking news? Yeah, I do. Okay. We don't have a sound effect for breaking news, do we? Yeah, it'll be the same one. Okay. Okay, so breaking news. NFL all-time passing leader Drew Brees, one of my favorites, Uh announces he is he's retiring. Oh, after 20 years, the last 15 spent with the Saints. Wow. I love that guy. Love I know. I that love guy. Too. Yep. We are going to miss Good you. Good for him. Yeah, we are going to miss for him. him. And I hope that, I hope he does TV work. You know, I hope. Oh, I bet he will. Yeah. An announcer, that sort of thing. In fact, I was watching TV earlier today, which is something I rarely do. But uh, there was a Tony Romo commercial on it. And man, Tony, I think he's great. I love Tony Romo. I do too. I think he's hilarious. And so it would be great to see Drew come out and do, you know, be as successful that way too. So, but good for Drew. He's, he's a A plus star guy and one of our favorites. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I just, I admire him so much and what a career and really he, he essentially went out on top. I mean, I wish they would have of beaten yeah. the Bucks in the playoffs, but he, he really did go out on top and just one of the greatest players of all time. And I think one of the, the best humans in in the game, too. Yep, I agree. So whatever he does, he'll be very successful. And uh, thank you for all the, the awesome memories. Yep, yeah. Because he certainly provided a lot of them. And Drew, and before we some extra time, you know, you might want to come on to our show. Always. Always, though we haven't heard from Tom Brady yet. No, not yet. Probably just got lost in the mail. You know how the post office is. Well, he's been busy ever since he threw that Lombardi trophy. True. I mean, he's had a lot on his plate. Yeah. But yeah, Drew is always welcome. Yeah. Always welcome on the show. Jody Foster, Aaron Rodgers, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And thank you, Jody Foster. We want to thank you. (laughs) And I'd like to thank uh, Aaron as well. That just cracks me up. I was going to try to work in Neanderthal to this week's show, but couldn't really think of a good way to do it. (laughs) Well, you just did. I just did. I just did. So anyway, all right. Well, we are out of time. We are. We are. We'll have to edit this baby down. But I think as always, and it was a good show. And as always, thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. We'd love to get some more people out there buying our merchandise. And (laughs) do we have merchandise? No. (laughs) Do we have merchandise that we created as part of our animal rescue operation? (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe yeah. we should be Why the modern faux merchandise that doesn't exist. <laughs> the modern free shipping, free shipping on all that fake merchandise. Yeah. Moderately prepared animal rescue, which means that we, we show up to the scene without a rope. You know, <laughs> uninvited. Right. <laughs> right. We the see what we shoes. think is a crisis, and we insert ourselves into it. <laughs> Get out of the way. We'll rescue that cat. <laughs> and then we'll be like, oh, does anybody got a ladder? <laughs> you know, we, we need some a ladder. We need a net. That cat looks angry. <laughs> a big trampoline. Anybody got a big trampoline? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I got to go soon. I don't have a lot of time to rescue this animal. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so if you need your animal rescued as well, just give us a call. Let us know. Send us an email. Yeah. We'll get right on it. Exactly. Yeah, we'll go where we're not welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Moderately prepared. Nothing bad can happen there. No. Anyway, all right, everybody. Enjoy your week. Yes. And, we, and in the meantime, we will podcast you later. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.